0: Life Hurts, God Heals. I'm one of your hosts, Kim Ward.
1: And I'm your other host, Kurt Flagel. On this episode, we're going to do something a little different. Shift gears a little bit. And we are going to guide you into the practice of listening prayer. More specifically, listening prayer through the scriptures. What has also traditionally been called Lectio Divina, which simply means sacred reading why is this so important for us to practice? Well, simply speaking, we live in a noisy world, don't we? And learning to hear God's voice through the scriptures, it helps us cut through the noise of this world to hear his voice clearly. So let's get started. As someone who was very wise once said to me, in prayer, who is it more important to be listening? Is it more important for God to be listening to us or us be listening to God? I hope it's obvious (laughs) that the answer is it's way more important for us to be listening for God's voice than him to listen to ours. So that's why we're doing this. Just a quick overview of how we're going to do this. Kim and I are going to read the passage three times in three different translations, asking God a different question before we read each time. So the first time we're going to ask God to highlight for us a word, uh, a verse, a phrase, a sentence, whatever he wants to highlight that he wants us personally to pay attention to. We'll ask that, we'll read it through, and then we'll spend a little time in silence, and then we're going to write down what we heard, and then we're going to share it. And we invite you to do this with us. After we do the reading... Just press pause and spend as much time as you'd like going back through and asking God to highlight whatever it was that he had for you and then write it down. And then hit play again. And then we will share ours. And then we will then go on to the next reading and we'll explain each one as it goes. But that's generally how we're going to do this, these three readings. Kim, would you mind saying a prayer of welcome? And what I mean by welcome, for just for everyone listening, is we know God's already here. God is always here. He's always present. So our welcoming prayer isn't about God needing to be present. It's about us needing to be present to the presence of God. It is our acknowledgement and confession that we are welcoming him into us. We have that right because he's given us free will to let him in or not let him in. So the welcoming prayer is about us attuning to God's presence, his constant presence. So would you pray a welcoming prayer inviting God into this time? Sure.
0: Dad, thank you that you are always with us. That you're always speaking. Dad, we just invite you in. We want to experience more of your presence and we want to hear your voice i thank you that you've promised that your sheep know your voice and dad we're your sheep we're your kids this is part of your promise for us part of our inheritance is getting to hear you speak so dad we just welcome you we look forward with joy to hearing what you have to say dad we break off anything that would be blocking us to hear your voice father we lay down any burdens that we have that would hinder us knowing that you are more than able to carry all that we have. Uh, Thank you for whatever it is you have for us today, in this moment, through this practice. You are good. We don't have to be perfect, and we don't have to strive, Father, but that we just get to receive from you whatever it is that you have. And we just thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. All right, Kim, so this first reading is Matthew 3.13 all the way through 4.11 in the English Standard Version. God, the question we're asking is, what is it you want to highlight to us through this passage? A word, a sentence, a verse. Will you make that clear for us? Amen. Here we go. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, to uh just sit in this and listen for a while we invite you to press pause and do the same and then write down whatever is highlighted to you from this passage when you're ready you can press on pause and we'll do the next reading all right kim we're just going to share with no explanation just whatever was highlighted Do you want to go first?
0: Oh, sure. Why not? Uh, For me, it was the phrase, then he consented.
1: That's crazy. That's exactly what mine was. (laughs) Huh. Interesting. We both grabbed the same one. That might just be the Holy Spirit moving, unifying us. Okay. Now we're going to read the passage again in a different version. And this time what we're looking for is... What's our emotional response? Before we begin, which version do you want to...
0: Let's go New Living Translation.
1: Okay. Once again, we'll pray. Just a quick prayer. God, we ask you to show us our emotional response to what we're reading. It's easy for me at times, out of convenience sake or being in a hurry, to just not really allow you the time to show me what I'm feeling, but just assign a feeling to myself or even not like what I'm feeling and try to override it and call it a more positive feeling so God help us not deceive ourselves you're never deceived but help us not deceive ourselves in this process give us discernment and understanding of really what we're feeling when we read this passage amen amen all right
0: So Matthew 3, starting in verse 13, New Living Translation. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For forty days and forty nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, He will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. Next the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say, You must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil went away, and angels came and took care of Jesus.
1: Okay, we're going to spend some time in silence, allowing God to reveal our emotional response. It may be tied to a certain verse. If it is, you can write both down. We'll take some time to do this, so you can press pause on this right now. And when you're ready, after you've written down whatever you're you're feeling and Maybe the scripture is attached to it. You can hit on pause and we will continue. All right, Kim, I'll go first this time. The emotion was gratitude, maybe even a little wonder. Mm. Um, And it came from Matthew 4, 4 specifically, where it said in the, the New Living Translation, but Jesus told him no. How about you? So mine was
0: Matthew 3.17. This is my dearly beloved son who brings me great joy. And it was just a sense of peace and rest and like a weight falling off.
1: Mm, that's nice. Mm-hmm. All right, we have one more. So for the third reading, we are going to look for God's invitation or gift. So either gift or invitation in the reading. What that means is that we believe God is always giving us of himself and always inviting us to see where he's working, whether internally in us or around us. He has gifts for us. He has invitations for today. So this time the reading is to notice something maybe that God is wanting us to receive or he's inviting us into something. So this is a little bit harder for some people. If you haven't done this often, you know, like you can just read through it and notice the scripture maybe again or one of the scriptures that's already been highlighted to you. And maybe just write down, I think this is what he's inviting me into today or this is the gift I believe he's giving me. I like to do this a little differently. I like to write a letter or a little note mm-hmm. from God Trusting that the Holy Spirit, if I just start writing based on whatever part of the passage is highlighted to me in this one, I just start writing off of that and ask the Holy Spirit to write to me, through me. This was made popular in some circles through Sarah Young. I think it's Sarah Young, right? Her book, Jesus Calling, she would do that every morning. So that's the way I like to do it. Not everyone does it that way. So we'll do the reading again. We'll pray and we'll read Whatever version and uh and then we'll we'll hit pause so which version or translation are we gonna use
0: the passion translation
1: okay my turn read yep okay once again we pray god we ask you to show us what you have for us what you're giving to us or what you're inviting us into for today amen amen This is Matthew 3, starting in verse 13 in the Passion Translation, going to Matthew 4.11. Then Jesus left Galilee to come to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But when he waded into the water, John resisted him, saying, Why are you doing this? I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, and yet you come to be baptized by me? Jesus replied, It is only right to do all that God requires. Then John baptized Jesus. And as Jesus rose up out of the water, the heavenly realm opened up over him, and he saw the Holy Spirit descend out of the heavens and rest upon him in the form of a dove. Then suddenly the voice of the Father shouted from the sky, saying, This is my Son, the Beloved. My greatest delight is in him. Afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to experience the ordeal of testing by the accuser. And after fasting for 40 days, Jesus was extremely hungry. Then the tempter came to him and said, How can you possibly be the Son of God and go hungry? Just command these stones to be turned into loaves of bread. He answered, The scriptures say, Bread alone will not satisfy but true life is found in every word that constantly goes forth from God's mouth. Then the accuser transported Jesus to the holy city of Jerusalem and perched him at the highest point of the temple and said to him, If you're really God's son, jump, and the angels will catch you. For it is written in the scriptures, He will command his angels to protect you, and they will lift you up so that you won't even bruise your foot on a rock. Once again, Jesus said to him, The scriptures say, you must never put the Lord your God to a test. And the third time the accuser lifted Jesus up onto a very high mountain range and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all the splendor that goes with it. All of these kingdoms I will give to you, the accuser said. If only you will kneel down before me and worship me. But Jesus said, go away, Satan. For the scriptures say, kneel before the Lord your God and worship only him. At once the accuser left him, and angels suddenly gathered around Jesus to minister to his needs. We're going to spend some time sitting and listening and writing. We invite you to press pause and take that time to do so as well if you'd like. All right, I can definitely go first. The gift or invitation that I received came from... Matthew 3:16 through 17 along with the two other verses that I already wrote down and so here's Matthew 3:16 through 17 it says and as Jesus rose up out of the water the heavenly realm opened up over him and he saw the holy spirit descend out of the heavens and rest upon him in the form of a dove then suddenly the voice of the father shouted from the sky saying, this is my son, the beloved, my greatest delight is in him. That along with Matthew 3.15 in the ESV, which just simply I wrote down, then he consented Mm -hmm. as he did. And then Matthew 4.4 in the NLT, which says, but Jesus told him no. So like I said, I like to sit and just start writing, trusting that the Holy Spirit is writing through me, which can be pretty freaky if you're not used to this, but I've had practice and I've come to always trust. If I pray and ask God, let this be you, it's going to be him. So here's what I believe God wrote through me to me. The heavens are always open to you because you have my spirit living within you. This is always your reality, but you miss my openness to you at times because you are saying yes to the wrong voice in your mind. This also means you are saying no to me and all I am giving you in those moments. Ask me continually for discernment to know which voice is mine. Remember, heaven is open to you, which means you have all of me you need, including all my power and authority. Heaven is open to you, so stay open to heaven. How about you? What would you get? And then we can really talk about things.
0: Mine was pretty well in that same passage
1: (laughs) really okay (laughs) which
0: not really a total surprise (laughs) um and i tend towards the more letter writing from god's tell anyway it's kind of what i was taught even before this so
1: uh, targeted through youth with the mission yeah
0: through youth with a mission that was the first time the very first practice that we did was sit down and ask god what he thinks about you hmm I read it as a letter, so... I was like, that part's a little... Now a little easier. Certainly was freaky as heck the first (laughs) few times wondering if I got it right. So for me, it was... Beloved daughter, how fitting to start there. Where, Where you wrestle with me the most. My invitation to you is to consent to receive from me your identity today. Lay down your doubts about your worth and receive the truth that you are dearly beloved by me and my greatest delight is in you. And lay down your doubts about last night... I know what I invited you into sharing, and it was what I wanted, even though it doesn't make total sense to you, and felt like a bit of a downer. The results are always in my hands. Consent to letting my spirit and my peace, my rest and my shalom rest upon you. Receive with open hands your worth more than the way you have been treated in the past. Their leaving was not because of a lack of you, but because of their own brokenness. Come wrestle with me, don't take the easy way out of your fear and pain, but bring it to me. Be patient with yourself and with me in the process. Without the wilderness and the process, there is no firm foundation. So relax. Turn to me and let me carry you. You're never out
1: of my hands. So you referenced what happened last night. Yeah. For For those listening, what happened last night?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I volunteered a youth group, and last night I was sharing my testimony uh, with the students, most of which aren't Christians, and it was good, But it was also the weirdest thing I've ever seen to see these kids that are normally very rowdy, very loud, very kind of goofy. And they sat there in complete silence for like 20 minutes. So there was a little bit of this like, I go too far down the rabbit hole with sharing just how bad things were and are in some respects.
1: And then you got some affirmation afterward that their silence was good. That they were listening.
0: Yeah, but there was still just a little bit of like, Did I talk enough about where God healed, or did I focus too much on the pain part?
1: And so what does that tell you?
0: Calm down. I mean, you know, in the moment, I heard God say, hey, I've got this. We're good. So you don't have to pick that back up. Leave the results in his hands on that.
1: It reminds me of what God said through me recently to someone who I disciple. And as I was listening to them and all their questions about God and the world and how things work, I just heard God say very clearly, you have so many questions of me, but I only have one for you. Can I carry that for you? Will you let me take that off of your shoulders and carry it for you? These things, the results of what other people think and what they do, are one of the areas that's God's realm. And in our pride, we want to have the say and know and have control over what other people are doing and what they're saying and what they're thinking, and especially over the things that we do for them. We definitely want to have control over how they respond to what we do. And God says, nope, that is not your realm. That is my realm. And the minute you start making decisions on what you're going to do or not going to do based on what you think, other pe- how other people are going to respond, you have officially moved into my realm and are trying to usurp my power and authority. And guess what? It's too much. You know, in our pride, if we try to take that on, God's load, it will crush us. And so that's why anxiety is the, to me... Anytime I feel anxiety, I know it's the other side of the coin of pride and Mm -hmm. that there's some pride. If I'm feeling anxious, there's some pride in me. I'm not not accepting and listening to God. I'm resisting and fighting him. Listening to the voice of the enemy who is pride and insecurity and victim mentality who blames everybody else, but never takes any responsibility for his own rebellion against God and just blames God for everything. I'm listening to the wrong voice and I'm consenting to the wrong voice instead of telling that voice, no, like Jesus did. (laughs) Well, when I tell him no and listen to God's voice and stay open to all that heaven has for me, then there's rest. Did you say something about fighting, stop fighting me or resisting? Was there something like that in there? there's something that popped in my mind?
0: Come wrestle with me. Don't take the easy way out of your fear and pain, but bring it to me. Be patient with yourself and with me in the process. Without the wilderness in the process, there is no firm foundation. So relax, turn to me, and let me carry you.
1: Mm, be patient with yourself. The imagery rose up again, when, and I think that's where it popped in the first time. I take a monthly prayer day. Mm -hmm. And I was on it yesterday. And while I was sitting in my car, I was out like at a nature preserve near your house. And this little bird with a black feathered head came and landed on this Lexus, this very nice SUV in front of me, landed on the passenger rear view mirror, you know, side mirror, saw his reflection in the mirror, and just immediately just kept constantly attacking that reflection just with his beak running straight into the mirrors, beak first, over and over and over and over and over again. I was like, this bird is going to hurt himself. I literally got out of my car and went over there and chased this bird away and came back and got back in my car. And he flew back, landed on the fence by that car, looked around to see if I was there or anyone was going to stop him. And then he did it again. And I had to get out of the car finally, and uh, and chase him off again. That idea of beating ourselves up, mm. you know, that's the the imagery of that reflection. This bird is attacking himself, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think my compassion that I felt for that bird was God's compassion for us. Sometimes we're so focused on ourselves, especially our failures or what we perceive as our failures. We're so busy beating ourselves up, we're not focused on God's voice. In the scripture, what is the enemy called? Different versions use different words for the enemy, but one of them was like accuser. Yeah. So there's the voice. When we beat ourselves up, we're listening to the voice of the accuser. We're consenting to his voice Mm. to beat us up, and we're saying no to God's voice, which is saying, this is my beloved child.
0: Yeah.
1: Interesting. Is there anything else, like, for you that you notice out of what I wrote or what you wrote?
0: Yeah, for me, at least my stuff, it seemed to all tie in together between the emotion and the first response. Normally I go completely off script.
1: What do you mean by off script?
0: I don't know, sometimes when it comes to the invitation stage, God's like, Hey, that scripture's nice, but it was kind of more to get you in a mood to listen to me. Hmm. And we're going to take this somewhere that may have nothing to do with what you just read.
1: That's the thing about the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. He's the one who guides and teaches. And Jesus once said, he's like the wind. You never know where he's blowing, right? <laughs> I think that was John 3 he said that. I think he was talking to Nicodemus at that point. The religious leader came to him at night to talk to him.
0: Oh, that's a good reminder. He just wants our openness, so sometimes we can get a little too stuck in the, no, I have to get something that specifically ties into what I just read, and we might miss out on what he's saying because we're stuck on it has to be either or.
1: Yeah. That reminds me of Ralph Moore in his book on discipleship, which I would highly recommend anything he writes on discipleship. Mm-hmm. If you want to read someone who knows what they're talking about, who's legit, mm-hmm. Ralph Moore and his church community, the the original church community, have planted over 3,000 churches in the last 40 years. And each, most of them, I should say, those churches that were planted, they were planted with a DNA to replicate themselves by doing the same thing, by raising up people, investing in people, raising up people, and sending them out.
0: Yeah,
1: And so... I tend to listen when he talks about discipleship, whether it's in groups or one-on-one, and he says what he's learned over the last 40-plus years is that it's often the bunny trails and the conversations where the Holy Spirit is working. They go down bunny trails, and Ralph used to get frustrated with that until he found in those bunny trails God was highlighting things. And I think that's true also in our own prayer time. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm teaching people these days when we pray together and we pray these kinds of listening prayers where we want to hear God's voice is to notice the distractions the things that rise up in your mind that you would say this is distracting me from what I'm supposed to be focused on in prayer and typically in the past what I would do is shove that aside that distracting quote-unquote distracting thought I would shove it aside God has taught me is if it comes to mind whether I think it's a distracting thought or not hold it out to him rather than push it aside that's what I teach people because oftentimes that distracting thought is the bunny trail what I think is a bunny trail is the very thing that God wants to talk about Mm -hmm. or he wants me to hold out to him so he can speak into it even when it's just noises of my family in the next room And I hold that noise out, and it's my daughter making noise. God's like, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about her. (laughs) You Hmm. never know. You never know. So it's better to just hold it out, you know, than push it aside. Anything else? No. Oftentimes, you know, with this idea of consent, John Mm -hmm. consented. Right, yeah. Uh, Highlights resistance, and how often... We don't accept our place in the creation, Mm. that we are just creatures. We are finite creatures, and our default setting is to think that we know better than God. We may not even know it, but we're arguing with the creator, the all-knowing, infinite creator of the universe over what's best for us. Whose voice are we listening to then? Mm. Does that not smack totally of pride if we really think about it? That's the problem. We don't think about it. Yeah. I think that is the, you know, the invitation that I have is to stay open to notice these things, notice when I'm resisting him and arguing with him because all he has for us is his, is our best. You know, he's asking me to do the hardest thing I've ever done and it has been for the last few years, which is write a book and it's really hard and I find myself arguing with him all the time. <laughs> so this is really real. <laughs> As real as it gets in my life right now, Mm -hmm. there's days I write. There's days I trust him. And really, he's only asked me to do one thing, is sit before him with an open Word document for that day and just invite him to lead. I mean, that's really not that hard if you think about it. (laughs) And there's some days I do it, and some days I resist him with everything in me. And so this idea, like that bird... Flying into that mirror, that's literally the foolishness of resisting God. Because God always has what's best for us, and what's left listening to the lies of the enemy
0: Mm.
1: who hates us and doesn't have what's best for us? How stupid is that? And yet I do it all the time. This is just a good reminder in this season where I really struggle with trusting God and doing the hard work of writing a book because. It feels like I've gone down into a tunnel deep under the earth. And I don't know if I'm ever going to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And if I do see a light, is it literally the exit or a freight train coming my way? So this is a good word for me, for sure. And it sounds like from what happened last night, it's a good word for you too. Yep. Amazing when we take the moment to listen to God, to give him space to actually speak, that it's always encouraging, even when it's convicting, right? Definitely. I think this is where we'll wrap it up for today. But if you've done this with us, we would love for you to go on Facebook, find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube, and just share your comments and tell us what you got out of this experience. We would love to hear feedback. Feedback is always nice and encouraging, as Kim expressed when the kids were completely dead silent, which was a good thing. I mean, they were listening, which is good, but it's also nice to get feedback. And speaking of always being encouraged by feedback, it's always good to hear from God, so we're going to end this with a prayer. So God, yes, in the power and authority you've given us, we bless everyone who will ever listen to this particular episode with greater openness to hear and recognize your voice, focus on your voice, and recognize also the power they have to say yes to you and no to the lies of the enemy. We bless them with that discernment to know they have it, and the power and authority and the will to practice what they have been given. We bless them with an openness to the open heaven, that they have in you we pray these things in jesus name and the power and authority you've given us jesus through your death and your resurrection and your holy spirit living in us amen amen and thank you again for listening to this speaking of being blessed we're blessed by your participation in this process yeah so thanks for listening to this episode of life hurts god heals take care And please know you can reach out to us with any of your questions, your prayer requests, or if you need help because you're feeling stuck in some area of your life. I am a coach for transformation that helps people move forward on their journey. If you want more information, or you want prayer, or you have questions, you can email me at coachkurt777 at gmail.com. And as always... Remember that you are God's beloved, so be loved.